Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to The Great Indoors. The podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Sophie Robinson. And I'm Kate Watson-Smythe. Now, Topps Tiles are our brilliant sponsors and they have something we wanted to share. Now, do you ever find that it can be hard to visualise what a room will look like when you have bought all those different elements together? Personally, no. But that actually is the only (laughs) one thing I can do. I can visualise it, but it's very difficult trying to explain to other people who might not be able to you know, what it's going to look like yeah, when it's done. No, it's and there's only so far you can go with, trust me, this will work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out that certain Tops tile stores have a virtual tiler 3D room visualiser, no less. So you can see your finished room before your very eyes, even before you order a sample. That does actually sound massively helpful, doesn't it? And there are over 360 stores across the UK, so there must be one near you. And if there isn't, they've got an online version as well. So thank you to Tops Tiles for sponsoring this series of The Great Indoors Podcast. Now, today we're recording at Kate's house, a.k.a. The Madhouse, which is entirely appropriate because Kate's interior genius, oh, it pains me to say this, is well and truly on the agenda for today's podcast. Kate's third book has hit the shelves today. Oh, I want a party popper. (laughs) We need party poppers. We should have thought of that. Now, for any of you who haven't been clever enough to get the pre-order in and hear that thud of that delicious book hitting your doormat this morning, we're going to give you a little preview of the contents and the mastermind behind it. Oh, I'm liking this show already. (laughs) We're also going to be talking about... Five Ways with Wallpaper, or there might be six or seven. I haven't actually counted them, but I like the sound of Five Ways with Wallpaper. Um, And also a spring retox. Declutterings for losers. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get to that, can I just say a real heartfelt congratulations, Kate, on book numero, what, toi, trio? What are you calling it? Number three. Thank you very much. Mad about the house. I've got a copy in my hands. She's just used it as a coaster, I might add. It's now got a massive water stain on it, but it's fine. It's the only copy I've got. Makes a really good coaster. I'll have to go to the the shop later and buy myself a new one. So it's here. It's Mad about the house. 101, 101 interior design answers. And there's also a stamp on here saying by the author of the hashtag one bestselling interiors book, no less. Mm. What's it about then? 101 interior design answers. I figured we had all the questions. You know, you know what the questions are. So I just thought I'd flip it around and talk about the answers. Although actually the name came from David Nichols, who's the deputy editor of House and Garden. So I'm indebted to him what, for he that. Came up with the he idea. came up with the idea of answers, not questions. It's punchy. And the cover as well is neo-mint green. Wow. Now covers when it comes to designing books is huge, isn't it? 
you know, we say we shouldn't judge a book by its cover yes. in life as in books, but, you know, we really do. I do. And I think you can reject a book instantly if it's showing a room that isn't to your style. And it doesn't matter how valuable the words are inside or, you know, what advice is being given inside or inspiration. If you don't like the cover... Well, as in a photograph of a room. Which a lot of them have been. You won't want to buy the book because it just doesn't appeal to you. Well, also, this book as well isn't a style manifesto, is it? Is it? So I suppose a lot of interior books are by interior designers or it might be a particular subject like how to get a certain look, a certain style, and then the cover has to accomplish that. But actually, this book is useful to anyone whether you're renting buying fixing up whatever your style is because it's just hardcore tips and advice well, isn't the it? key for me was that it would be timeless so having words on the cover I is think that because you timeless. don't want to do another one <laughs> well, i just feel as a journalist and producer of words that if i'm going to write forty thousand words <gasps> you 40, have to read them 000. is that how much um, is in here that one's forty thousand. yeah Ooh. might be slightly over that so i do feel that i didn't want to lose half the audience potentially by them not liking the picture on the cover so I wanted it to be you know words to the forefront with a lovely glossy gold embossed streak of paint going down the side it's really nice but that okay so and it's illustrations inside illustrations like green neomint it is the color right now we're loving everything green so I get bet you did think about that a little bit didn't you I do you know I think it must have been really subliminal because I was originally... It's not subliminal, Kate Watson. Well, You've been banging on about neon mints. <laughs> but I chose that cover over a year ago. And okay. when I'd just done the first book, the pink one, I said to the publishers, the next one's going to be terracotta because that's the colour. And we mocked up covers in terracotta. And Ooh, then I suddenly went, brown. no, it's got to be green. Oh. Um, no, but I might be doing another one. Oh, uh, the I, terracotta's coming out later. Well, it might be coming out later, yes, burnt orange. So you're, all, you're already cooking up an idea. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. There's yeah. going to be something to precede this, but what is this book really delivering and why did you write it? So the first book, Mad About the House, I thought that covered all bases. Well, so did I. Turned out I forgot some things. So there's 101 <laughs> questions. You there's 101 answered. things I forgot. Um, the first book, I suppose, turned out to be more of a kind of style... I don't want to call it a style Bible, but it was how to find your style, how to work out what you like, with also tips for doing all the rooms. But then this is a more kind of practical, it's a companion, if you like. I mean, both books stand alone. You don't have to have one if you haven't got the other. But I just thought it continued nicely from the first one where once you found your style and you understand a little bit more about what you like, what you don't like, and how to go about doing a room, where can I save on kitchen design where should I spend on bathroom designs? How can I make a narrow room look wider? How do I zone an open plan room? So it's really getting down into all those details which work for any house or flat, wherever you are, because we all have, you know, obviously not everybody needs 101 questions, but there will be questions that relate to everyone's homes. And you just basically have to use the index to look up your question and then you'll deliver the answer. Yeah, or flick through it. I've divided it into sections of sort of lounging, working, sleeping, cooking, bathing. So I mean, it's loosely room by room and the questions you might find. So you could just take a particular chapter, which will relate. And there's lots of checklists in there. And I've talked about how to plan the lighting and, you know, the different, which paint for which surface, which is something we've discussed on here. And I get asked all the time. Yeah, do I feature in uh, in this book I feel like I might have even answered some of these questions with you over the last 18 months your husband's in it <laughs> oh, 
brilliant. How did he get in it? Tom's in there uh, talking about underfloor heating and the different types of underfloor heating and things you need to know if you're considering having it. So, yes, I interviewed him. I don't know where you were. But Tom and I had a little chat about uh, underfloor heating. So for anyone and who doesn't realise, Tom, my husband, is a builder. Yes. So very knowledgeable of such things. And he said to me, I love this expression, when I rang him up, he said, oh, well, I do know things because I was on the tools. On the tools. On the tools oh, for yeah, 20 years tools. or whatever. So that was great. <laughs> um, I've also included various other people in it. So Lisa Dawson has done a segment on how to hang a gallery wall. So because Lisa that's Dawson, obviously speciality. popular Instagrammer and blogger. Yeah. Who loves a gallery wall. She is. She's, she's sort of known for gallery thing. walls. Yeah. Um, so she's in there and there's Bianca, French for pineapple, who I've spoken about before, is really good at painting. She's done her tips for how to do a half painted wall and get a straight line. Oh. And then with the illustrations, I wanted to include some other people in there. So... Your sitting room is one of the illustrations Lovely. to open that chapter. The illustrations are gorgeous. And I think this, again, is what really marks your book away from the crowd. So usually with an interior design books, we just expect lots and lots of glossy pictures of lovely houses quite often unobtainable <laughs> they're just splendid and you've purposely moved away from that and use illustrations instead what were your thoughts on that why are you not doing the sort of the house porn that you know we all really really we all love? like a bit of house porn well there were several reasons for it really and one was i think you can get quite a lot of house porn in magazines so yeah. and not you know. to mention the internet the internet and the yeah. instagram so you know there's quite a lot of places to get that already secondly as i said I'm all about the words. And so, um, all about the so words, I wanted yeah. the illustrations again to be timeless. You know, I might have a year ago when I started writing that book, I might have thought, well, I, all the pictures I'm currently drawn to are very dark interiors. And then by the time you put the book out, you might have moved on from dark interiors. So the book is dated. And again, you might lose a bunch of the audience who look at it and think, that's not what I want. So the illustrations for me are, in the literal sense of the word, illustrations. They are there to illustrate the words so that this is a picture of the different kinds of blinds you can have or this is a room with a gallery wall in it and you're not having to feel that your room isn't cool if you haven't got that color wallpaper oh point number 69 how low should i hang a pendant light over a table i'm going to check your answer to this and see if it's correct so she says most people keep them too high and they sort of hover by the ceiling looking a bit like a guest that's hanging back on the edge of a conversation never quite sure when they can break in if you're going to have pendant lights over the table then they need to be low enough to be part of the scene Correct. Oh, thank God for that. I've had a really sweaty moment there because I didn't know which question she was going to go for. No, you're absolutely right. And again, I just love the way you write. You know, it's so brilliant. Well, so I hope you talk about a book being practical, but actually, that's it's the one full thing I hope. Well. I mean, you know, it is. It might sound quite dry that it's all question and answers, but it's not quite as you know, it's not quite as dry as a Haynes manual. I mean, it's mm. still got that kind of chatty style and everybody says I write like I talk so it is still all the answers are there I highly recommend well thank you very much <laughs> and I should return I should return the love does does a little bird tell me you might be considering yes. writing your own yes 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 I have started finally writing my own book I'm not so much all about the words as the pictures <laughs> And I've been told by a my, different book. I've been told by my publisher I've got to do thirty thousand words, Kate. I mean, oh, you could do how, that by the how, weekend. How, how much can I say? I love cushions. I love cushions. I love cushions. No, but it's obviously going to be a book about colour and how to use it confidently, creatively, nail your own style, and essentially 
banning the beige is my motto. So the book will be something about that. But that's not, they take ages, books. We're talking 2021. Yeah, yeah. So Takes don't get time. too excited. Right, so now we've finished plugging ourselves. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. Let's get on to something a bit more practical. So you wanted to talk about wallpaper. I love I a bit did, of wallpaper. I haven't yeah. got very much, but I do love it. The kind of like renaissance of wallpaper is really cemented now, isn't it? You well, know, it's that it's whole maximalism totally coming back, isn't it? back. And We've pattern. fully embraced it. I think people are now really getting the memo that it's a four wall strategy. But I just thought, let's kind of wrap it up about all the different ways you can use wallpaper in a more creative way. And I'm seeing more and more people be more imaginative. It's not just a wall covering. It's also very crucially, I think, I mean, you talk about the four wall memo and I think, you know, we've said that before, use it on all four walls to see the scale of the pattern as as the designer intended. But also, if that's too much for you, I'm really into the idea of wallpapering a ceiling. I've got one or two feature ceilings in this house. But you haven't papered one yet. No, I haven't talked to him. The mad husband. He's not quite on board with me yet. Partly what sort of I think wallpaper would you have there? Well, I just quite Would fancy... you go for something subtle or quite big and blousy? Or what would be a mad wallpaper Well, for I'm you? quite big and blousy. So, yeah, you know, I that. think... No, I'm I'm in love with an Otterline de Vries oh, wallpaper, which is wide stuff. stripes in very... The colours would be too subtle for you. It's sort of burgundy and tobacco and cream. Mm, delicious. That I like on a ceiling. Where would, which room? Well, I don't know. I haven't got that far yet. I mean, the 18-year-old's gone to university, so oh, he yeah, might so that find... that might be up for a redeck. Yeah. He might come back to a stripy ceiling. But where else? I mean, yes, wallpaper, ceilings, walls, we know that. So Tell stripes me something. work really well. I've done a spatter paint design in my downstairs loo. Um, there are certain... It's really hard to get good florals that can go on ceiling because most of them are designed to be to looked grow. at yeah. growing up the wall. So it can be quite tricky. I think you've got to go something that looks okay on that flat surface above your head but also I love it when it comes down as well maybe to a picture rail or something there's also a design little green have done a wallpaper I think it's called trellis where it's kind of a thick band of flowers at what would be the top of the wall and then they sort of look like they're tumbling down the wall and it fades away as it goes down the wall Um, I love that effect Um, and paint and paper library have just brought out again a similar idea it's almost like a mural type wallpaper with really big blousy faded hazy i think they're quite jungly florals but they're growing up from the skirting boards mm. and then kind of shimmer out to a hazy sky above and they look really cool so i think that's the thing is it's wallpaper i suppose again because of digital technology are becoming way more bolder original real statement pieces in the home rather than just a little but you can you repeat. can use them in small spaces you where they can be really effective use them in oh small you must spaces. talk yes. to me if you've got a small room especially if it's a dark room a flat room doesn't have much architectural detail you know like a real bleh meh room <laughs> wallpaper it in some huge large-scale Larry wallpaper and you're instantly transforming something that felt very unfabulous to something Making that's a got statement. punch and personality I was talking and I've seen you can buy now ready-made but cupboards like glass-fronted cabinets which you can buy modern ones which seem to cost a huge amount of money but you can also buy vintage ones what like um, um What's what like book cabinets? Book cabinets or cupboard, just you know, any cabinet or glazed cabinets, linen cupboards and things like that. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and wallpapering the inside. And I was thinking that's that's a nice idea. I did, and you can use tiny bits. You can actually use wrapping paper. Yes, yeah, or an offcot or something. I did that in a little cocktail cabinet once that just had a sort of. 
beigey background yeah. and put a really lovely art deco wallpaper in the back. And actually, if you're doing a project like that or even using the paper to cover wardrobe doors or sideboards, I mean, all the upcyclers out there are slapping designer wallpaper well, everywhere. Zoe but Pocock my, from Muck and Brass does, she does brilliant wallpaper covered furniture, actually. Um, I love her stuff. So Yeah, she, and it's very easy to do. Well, it's not very it's not very easy to do, actually. You've got to be quite neat with your craft knife and then varnish it afterwards. Yeah. But what I was going to say is eBay can be really good just to pick up a roll of something. So, you know, a lot of these designer wallpapers can be over £100 a roll. Yeah, they are expensive. But sometimes if people have over-ordered when they've done their house, they might just go and stick the last roll or couple of rolls on eBay and you can pick them up for a song. Well, a and then tip. if you go and buy a vintage sideboard on eBay, which prices will vary, but you can sometimes buy a really old knackered one mm. or one that's not that special. I mean, you know, I'm not advocating you wallpaper your mid-century Danish rosewood one but <laughs> you know you might find something modern or reproduction or that's just not flat that pack. special or flat pack mm. and it's the same we've talked about in, in a previous episode when we went to see Annie Sloan about painting furniture you know you could well you could paint and wallpaper the inside or just wallpaper the doors so you know have a bit of fun like with modern it. decoupage in a way isn't it you know yeah. covering furniture in printed paper isn't a new idea but using some of the more contemporary wallpapers can look really striking mm. And really modern. So there we go. We put it on the walls. We put it on the ceiling. We've put it on furniture. Where else are you going to stick your wallpaper? Well, backs of shelves. Does that count? Yeah. In alcoves. And actually, it doesn't always have to be a really bold pattern. In joinery, just going for a really subtle textured wallpaper, like a linen-backed paper. Or the sort of grass cloth or the grass cloth. That can add loads of um, interest. And actually, that can be really nice on ceilings as well yes and it's just much more subtle isn't it it's Mm. just because i mean i'm sure it will come back although maybe it'll be too expensive but the it was it that french sort of silk covered walls um oh what like the de gournay yeah massively expensive the like chinoiserie hand-painted yeah. scenes on. Oh, God, but like 10,000 pounds exactly. a square metre or something. But just using a bit of, you know, instead of linen fabric-covered walls, just get some wallpaper that looks like it to just add a bit of texture. Mm. Yeah, no, gorgeous. I think like uh, companies like Brian Yates do incredible, mm. simple, classy textured wallpapers. I've never used them myself personally because I just like any opportunity to get some pattern up. But for those of you who like a more subtle interior... A subtle texture can look. I think it just sometimes makes a home feel, just adds a layer of luxury and texture rather than a flat paint. But what what it also does, though, is it it adds a layer of individuality because, you know, there was a point a few years ago when everybody's house was grey and I still had a press release through this week saying that someone had done a survey to say there were still more searches for grey paint than any other colour and they'd surveyed Dulux, Farron Ball and Little Green. All the big brands. All the big brands. They were all coming up with grey paints were featuring more in in searches. So actually wallpaper, there are so many designs, you're more likely to perhaps find something a bit individual. Mm. So that brings your own personality to a house in a way that perhaps everybody grey having the same colour. Grey paint ain't ever going to do. Well, you know, I, <laughs> you know my feelings on grey paint. Um, but you could wallpaper with the grey paint. You could have grey walls, very sensible grey walls in any shade of grey you like, and then you could wallpaper the ceiling in something mad, which would just bring it in a way that isn't going to stress you out because you're not looking up at the ceiling all the time, but it's just like a little... Oh, I quite like that idea. You probably need quite a tall ceiling for that, though, don't you? Otherwise, you really are going to see it in your face. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's one other place you can stick your wallpaper, which I particularly love, which is on the floor. We have talked about this before in the podcast when we reviewed Medina's book, Home Sweet Rented Home, and she stuck wallpaper to her floor and then varnished it within an inch of his life. I still don't quite understand that. So is it just, talk to me about the varnish because I'm sort of nervous. We have spoken about before how I wallpapered my younger son's bedroom Mm. and we varnished it and I think we must have used the wrong varnish but it felt like it was really sticky for ages or maybe it was the wrong wallpaper. Don't know. So what what are we doing to stick this stuff to the floor or these random places? Well, I think the other thing, I get asked a lot about the wallpaper in my kitchen because lots of people worry about... And bathrooms as well where there's steam and the edges will peel. And listeners to this podcast will know I can't get enough of wallpapering bathrooms. I absolutely love it. And I've never had a problem with it because it's all to do with the preparation of the walls and the ventilation if you're using it in areas where you're going to get steam so stick it down within an inch of its life and so is then... that it though lots of glue well I mean, you yeah just... I mean, because then doesn't it all squidge out around the i mean obviously i have only attempted no, wallpapering not lots once of glue, with the just husband. use a stronger concentration of glue oh my god the thought of you wallpapering we nearly had to call in the squ- lawyers we yeah, did one no, wall step um, away from yeah the maybe that's why people do case. feature walls because they do it themselves and they have to get divorced before they can finish the room <laughs> to us basically um but no so i'm worried about lots of glue and then it squidges out and no spoils no no the it's not about lots of glue it's just really strong glue okay, really strong so glue super strong really glue done really well the room well renovate ventilator i had someone message me the other day they wanted wallpaper behind the kitchen sink it's not such a good idea no, that's you're but asking for trouble. in areas like that you could put toughened glass i was on just gonna say you can do that of your yes, wallpaper in a way i mean i've even known someone who's wallpapered a bathroom and then used a glass panel inside the shower. So the wallpaper did actually curve around the shower. I thought that was quite brave. That is quite cool. But it did look really cool. Um, and then silicon up the edges. But it would make me a bit anxious that that moisture is going to get in there at some point. I so don't know. So what's the varnish that we put so on So I just use decorator's varnish or a really matte water-based varnish. So decorator's varnish. It on. That's what it's called. And it's easy to buy. And, and it's you easy just to buy. And paint what, it over the top. Yeah. And what where you may have gone wrong is if you've got a wallpaper that's designed... Like it's got a vinyl finish or a slight yes, sheen or a that foil. Has. Exactly. It, that. The so varnish won't it. take to it. So what, and then it doesn't need it because it's already got quite a waterproof covering anyway. It's got a plasticised covering. Got so it. you don't need it. It's when you've got those really nice paper wallpapers. So then next, slightly swerving off wallpapers, but on the subject of Sophie's top tips, I need a stat jingle and she needs a top tips jingle. <laughs> um, so... Where my dishwasher is in my kitchen is next to a wall and I open it and there are inevitably splashes. Yes. You know, when you load it, bits of coffee and that kind of thing. So we're constantly cleaning the wall, but also repainting it. But I'm thinking if I painted that bit of wall in a bit of that clear varnish, yeah, would yeah, it protect yeah. Well, it? Well, it, would, would it, it, go it wouldn't shiny? stop the splashes. No, obviously. But it would but make it, would... it easier to wipe it off. An emulsion can be quite a matte finish yeah. and then it, it can stain. If you get something like a ketchup or something, exactly. it can stain it. So either use an eggshell paint 
which is you know yeah, yeah. for woodwork and more hard wearing or you could just put a bit of varnish in that area it will make it shiny you might just want to do the whole wall in that area so is decorator's varnish shiny because you can or get any, matte varnishes but are they, they not tough enough no no matte varnish exactly the same thing but it is shinier than a matte emulsion okay you think of the difference between your skirting boards and your you know, your so there's a slight walls, there's a slight I might do the whole wall, but top tip there for dishwasher loaders <laughs> throughout the nation. <laughs> Niche problem, but it's one I've been struggling with. I'm so sorry. Just turning this into my private consultation program. Um, you can stick that one in your next book, Kate. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Don't bother oh, crediting me, though. Do you, you not know, want that no, one? No. <laughs> so, now... I want to talk about something. Obviously, today, March the 5th, shall henceforth and forevermore be known as my book publication day. But also, <laughs> we're getting into spring. And when it comes to spring, everybody starts banging on about the detox and yes. the decluttering. Oh, yes. And I, you know, I'm not oh, so sure get about that. But spray then, out, the daffs are out. You see, I, oh, they're yellow. Um, <laughs> But I read in the current issue of Elle Decoration, there was a piece I really liked by Hannah Betts talking about the spring retox. (laughs) I am here for that. (laughs) Spring retox. Oh, I think it's brilliant. And, you know, so she starts off with a quote from Jonathan Adler, who has endorsed my new book, by the way, just if we're talking about books. Your little bestie, Jonathan. Um, My bestie, Jonathan Adler, who said, minimalism is a bummer. Love right. that as okay. a quote. Great opening line. So oh, who he said that? He said that. Oh, he said that, right. So the idea is, you know, that detoxing and decluttering, A, isn't for everyone, but B, is that what, what we want to be doing, sort of clearing our houses out? I mean, I think it comes back to that minimalism is over. We want a bit more stuff. Stuff, but make it fashion. Ooh. Nice stuff in your house that brings back memories, that shows who you are, nicely sort of collected. I love that. Not into a detox, retoxing. You're retox. I'm retoxing my home. More stuff. More stuff, but lovely stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> Is that a thing? There endeth the first <laughs> lesson. I don't know. I've got to come back. I'm absolutely speechless. I mean, for me, I don't have a problem with too much stuff. And so for me, the feeling of spring, I do get a spring in my step. It has to be said. I'm doing all the cliches, Kate. I'm flinging <laughs> open the windows. I'm listening to the bird song. I'm switching over the duvets. They all go off to the laundry this time of year and the winter duvets get bundled away and out come... Well, maybe not quite. It's only March, isn't it? I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. Yeah, a bit carried away. I stuck with the 13 toggle (laughs) last year because I took it off one weekend and and it was, you know, record-breakingly cold temperatures. So it was a sign. It's your fault. Stay under the 13 tog. Yeah, but I do like a refresh. I do think psychologically this time of year you want more light in your house. I don't know. I might even get a mop out. You never know. I might break a sweat. And just have a bit of a reevaluation. I tell you, the other thing this time of year kicks off for me is it just kind of like, I don't know, I feel a bit egged on to get the house finished a bit more. Like, I, I don't know, I want to start finishing all those little DIY jobs that I just couldn't be bothered to get around there's, to all over the winter. There's definitely a psych- psychological a- moment, isn't there? I think what she was saying, which is what I really liked, is that, you know, it, you don't have to get rid of, rid everything. of everything and you know it's she not about anti, not is she a bit anti-marie condo she, she is she said, one of us yeah she hates she's Marie on our condo. camp isn't she yeah exactly um it's about you know not necessarily not having anything that doesn't spark joy or getting rid of stuff that doesn't spark joy in that phrase but just surrounding yourself with stuff you like and stuff that makes you feel happy and comfortable and at home and not 
not being ashamed of that or not feeling that you have to just, you know, live in a minimal, a, tidy box. Well, this is it. It can be a pressure, can't it? This mm. feeling that we have to have everything in our lives well organised and compartmentalised. I mean, you know, <laughs> we've both got this Apple watch, which keeps telling me to stand up, <laughs> breathe, move. Mine doesn't tell me to breathe. I've nailed that all by myself. <laughs> Clearly, you're still at the learner level of that. But <laughs> Yeah, so I suppose, you know, in, uh, in our tears, we can feel the same pressure that we must have this kind of like zen, clean, organised, functional, yeah. streamlined home. I love home. piles of books, nice ornaments, photographs what of things. piles of laundry and boxes of newspapers and piles of clothed magazines and too many coats on the coat hook and oh see yeah well, no, but that's, that's different isn't it because yeah, that's, that's not different. beautiful stuff i'm <laughs> so talking terms. yes terms, terms and conditions there are t's and c's <laughs> always always read the t's and c's in the small print um it's just i just liked her take on it that while everybody else is madly flinging things out to, out of the window and taking them to the tip mm-hmm. and clearing out that actually let's take a moment to keep those things that we really keep like in our homes clutter. keep your that's clutter keep your clutter hashtag saying. <laughs> keep your clutter I love my clutter I've had it for many years and I'm keeping it I'm keeping it <laughs> so I've got a design crime for you this episode I've got something to get off my chest because they're beginning to pop up quite regularly and that is celebrity bed linen ranges Ooh, like... there's loads of those <laughs> That's quite a lot to take offence with. I think for me, it bothers me because quite often these celebrities have absolutely no link towards interior design or homeware apart from they have a home and it's just a Presumably a bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, they're popping up all the time, aren't they? I've just found an article in Hello magazine that came out a few weeks ago about 16 surprising celebrities with their own homeware lines. Oh, go on, who have we got? Well, from Rita Ora to Louise Redknapp. Two yes. hours. Um, yeah. Holly Willoughby did one. Kylie Minogue. I mean, there's lots of them. <laughs> I um, quite a lot of the reality TV set get to do them too, don't they? Like Michelle Keegan, I think had a massive had a, range. Yeah, with he included furniture as well. I I don't know. I mean, each to their own. I feel that from those people who are really good at that job, do they do they need to take mine? <laughs> Um, but they do their job, which is television presenting. And I know that celebrities shift stuff. They shift yes. the merch. But from those women, many of them really elegant, beautiful, well-put-together women, I'd like to see fashion. Well, they're probably doing that too, to be fair. I'm not, I'm not aware of it as much. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, go and make some lovely clothes that we can all wear. Stuck <laughs> away from the cushions. This is because Sophie's done a range of bed linen. Oh yeah, my yeah. Oh well, forgotten. there you go. There you go. My, my, I'm my own design crime, am I? Yeah. But I'm not about to go and launch a pop single. So. It's, well, maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously pronounced my singing. <laughs> so do let me know what you think of the book and of the podcast, and indeed anything else. You can find us on Instagram, where I'm Mad About the House, and she's Sophie Robinson Interiors. And don't forget the Facebook group, The Great Indoors Podcast. The last time I checked, topics of passionate debate included where to source copper work tops, nice, the best way to hack an Ikea bed, and when it comes to paint, how dark is dark? <laughs> Interesting. I might have to check back and see what the answer is. <laughs> 
So just to summarise this episode, I'm going to give you a quick roundup. We began talking about Kate's new book, Mad About the House, 101 Interior Design Answers. And the key message here is just buy it. It's brilliant. (laughs) Then we talked about ways with walls. And essentially what we want to say here is wallpaper isn't just for walls. Get creative. And then our third topic was all about the spring Retox, and we urge you to cling onto your clatter. <laughs> Check out the show notes and the blogs for links to everything we've talked about today. I'm madaboutthehouse.com and she's sophierobinson.co.uk. And a special congratulations this week to my fabulous co host and partner in design crimes on getting her gorgeous new shiny book published today it really is shining (laughs) (laughs) and of course a huge thank you to our lovely sponsors tops tiles to our producer kate taylor and to you our lovely listeners and we'll see you in the great indoors They're all mushed <laughs> up against her glasses. <laughs> There'll be no show this week. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, we'll be back in a fortnight. We just fallen to pieces. Sorry, thanks. Can no. I fire her? I can't. I can't. <laughs>